Welcome to Let's Talk Family Law, your source for how to navigate the financial and legal implications of divorce, custody, asset division, and adoption. This podcast series is created and produced by Weber Gallagher. Visit us at wglaw.com. This program should not be considered legal advice. Please consult our attorneys for your specific situation. And now, here are our hosts. Hi, my name is Skip Persick, and I'm a lawyer in the family law department at uh, Weber Gallagher, a Philadelphia law firm with an office in King of Prussia. Uh, Those three of us who handle family law cases uh, are all assigned to the King of Prussia office. And if you need to contact any of us, give us a call at 610-272-5555. That's our general number, and you can track any of us down that way. Uh, In a prior podcast, I talked about graduation time and uh, child support and child custody ending at either 18 or graduation from high school. And at that time, I said a little bit about complicated situations. And I'm going to talk a little bit about those complicated situations today. Now, the first I will deal with is child custody. And if you listen to my earlier podcast, you know, the child custody jurisdiction ends at age 18, uh, no ifs, ands, or buts. Basically, at 18, a child becomes an adult, and uh, they are not subject to custody jurisdiction anymore. But what happens if at age 18, a child has some sort of uh, serious issue, such as Down syndrome, cerebral palsy, or some, some other issue like that? Uh, the parents, and this would applies both to parents who are uh, together and still married and parents who have separated or divorced, is that the parents uh, no longer have legal custody of that child and can no longer make decisions for the child because the child is now an adult. So what happens or what should happen is that one parent or both parents need to go to their county's orphans court and file a guardianship petition, have the child declared an incapacitated person, and then one or both of the parents can be appointed as the guardian or co-guardian of the adult child's person, estate, or both. Uh, The guardian of the person addresses issues such as medical and where the child will live and those sorts of issues. The estate deals with the child's money, income, anything like that. It's basically the same process as for someone who is in their later years who can no longer uh, handle their finances or their housing. But it it would be the same situation for a younger person who is uh, Uh, confronted with some sort of an affliction that they cannot take care of themselves. Uh, I have been involved in a few of these cases with adult children uh, with serious challenging diagnoses. In some of these cases, the parents are on the same page and have been co-guardians and move on just as they had before the child turned 18, even agreeing to continue the previous partial physical custody. Some people can agree to that. And I have also been involved in cases where the parents never saw eye to eye in any aspect of the children's care, education, or anything like that when the child was under 18. And unfortunately, those contentious custody cases become 
uh, contentious guardianship cases after the child turns 18. Um, the problem is that without an agreement, the orphan's court judge has no obligation to appoint co-guardians. If there is obvious conflict between the parents, there can only be one guardian and the non-guardian parent feels more than a little bit left out because they are. It's kind of all or nothing when it comes to a guardianship as opposed to a child custody case. What further complicates the situation is that the best interest of the child standard from child custody court does not apply in guardianships, nor does the concept of partial physical custody. That gives the parent appointed guardian discretion in deciding whether or not to allow the other parent access to that special needs adult child. Obviously the guardian is to act in the incapacitated person's best interest, but if a doctor, therapist, or caregiver is of the opinion that the now non-guardian parent is a negative influence on the incapacitated adult child, and the guardian agrees with that opinion, there is virtually nothing the non-parent, or excuse me, the non-guardian parent can do to force the issue. So those of us here at Weber Gallagher are familiar with guardianships, and uh, uh, perhaps you would have a situation that you'd want to talk to us about. And I think I mentioned a moment or two ago that not only does this affect people who uh, are in separated relationships or have been divorced, but uh, uh, it also affects people who have been in, uh, in, in intact marriages. I had a situation once where uh, the child, the adult child was now almost 40 and the child's doctor uh, had, and the child, as I said, had special needs. Uh, the child's doctor retired and a new doctor came on board and said, do you guys have a guardianship? And the parents said, no, what are you talking about? Dr. So-and-so uh, always just listened to us and did whatever we thought was appropriate. And uh, we just kind of moved right along. So the doctor who had been the child's doctor through uh, adolescence and teenage years and uh, young adulthood kind of just kept the situation going without a guardianship in place, which kind of in violation of the law, but nobody said anything, nobody was harmed and everything turned out all right. The new doctor came on board and the new doctor said, wait a second, I need something for my file that says that you have the ability to make the decisions for this young man that you have not been, or that you have been making, but you really haven't had the legal authority to make. So they came to me, we got them a guardianship and everything went smoothly after that. Uh, so that's the issue relative, or that's the story relative to guardianships. Now, I also referenced in my earlier podcast that uh, child support may continue beyond age 18 or graduation from high school in certain special situations. So let's take the situation of the child who has some sort of an issue that they are in school and you can remain in public school uh, in Pennsylvania up through age 21 or graduation from high school if you have some special need that uh, uh, prevents you from, from graduating. And in those situations, uh, it is possible for child support to continue beyond the child's 18th birthday. And uh, in that situation, it would continue through the child's uh, graduation from high school, even if the graduation was at age 21. Now, let's assume that the child has Down syndrome and has graduated from high school and is still not uh, sufficiently independent 
that uh, they could be emancipated under Pennsylvania law. They just basically can't take care of themselves and uh, they are living in a situation where uh, either with one of the parents or uh, in a, a group home setting that requires some sort of a financial contribution, yes, in those situations, it is possible to continue child support through the, child, uh, through the, uh, through the court system seemingly indefinitely. And uh, that would depend in part on not only the, uh, the parents' resources, but also any resources that are available to the child. So again, special needs situation, uh, it is possible to receive child support going forward. Now, another question that I get from time to time is child support or support for the child who is in college. In Pennsylvania, as I said, age 18, graduation from high school, there is no exception in Pennsylvania for a child who is in college. Now, that being said, Pennsylvania will enforce any sort of an agreement that is specific to college support. So if uh, parents agree that, uh, or they is in their property settlement agreement from their divorce that uh, one parent will, will contribute 50% of the college costs uh, for the child, that agreement is totally enforceable. You can't go back into court and seek support to get something like that in place, but it is entirely enforceable. So those sorts of agreements are in fact enforceable. Now, uh, now uh, you should have an understanding as to child support and child custody in those special situations uh, going forward for children who are over 18 and have graduated from high school. And again, my name is Skip Persick. I'm an attorney in the family law department of Weber Gallagher in King of Prussia. My number 610-278-1503. My email address S-P-E-R-S-I-C-K at wglaw.com. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk Family Law, presented by Weber Gallagher. We hope you join us next time to learn more about how to navigate the financial and legal implications of divorce, custody, asset division, and adoption. Until then, please visit us at wglaw.com.